Hello and welcome to the Female Health Show. My name is Raquel and today we're talking about why calories are not the only thing that matters in fat loss. Now today I've got a whole bunch more of juicy content that you can definitely use and put into your life. So I'd highly recommend again to bring out your notepad, get out your pen, write some notes with me and if you have any questions at the end feel free to DM me okay. You can find me at the Female Health Show on Instagram or at Raquel Fit PT on Instagram or Facebook or you can email me at that address, either of them, at gmail.com. Anyway, let's get into this. So in my personal opinion, calories are not the first place that you want to start with fat loss, especially if you're a beginner or have never learned about your food quality or food relationship before. If you have a previous experience of binge eating or under eating disorder or some form of eating disorder, I would definitely not go to tracking calories because it can definitely exacerbate your problems and we don't want that. We don't want to make our problems worse than what they already are. So when I started tracking my calories in 2013, I had a terrible relationship with food and tracking my calories actually made it so much worse. I felt awful every day because I'd be going over my calories by 100 or I'd be going over my macros and I was just so confused at the whole thing. I didn't understand it properly. And that's just when I, I wasn't even in the fitness industry yet. I was still in year 12 in school and I was trying to understand it figure it out because I was learning about it and um, Instagram was out at that time of my life and so was YouTube and I was, I was looking at all this fitness stuff and I was really excited by getting out of school and doing my own thing that I wanted to do with fitness anyway so by tracking my macros at that time or my calories I was tracking my calories not my macros I didn't really understand the difference I didn't understand why you needed to really look at one more than the other in, in from what I've learned now but anyway um I actually went over my calories some days because I felt bad that I had gone over by 50 or 100. And I was like, I'm just going to go over by 200 now because who cares? It's thrown out the window. So it made my relationship with food terrible. Um, now, <laughs> I was already quite active, so I didn't gain excess amount of weight. But my relationship with food felt so bad at some points where I just didn't ac- actually eat um, proper food. So I just started eating bad food. And I don't like calling food bad, but it allows you to understand the difference between junk food and healthy food. So I started eating a lot of packaged foods and I kind of went down this rabbit hole because I didn't want to count my calories anymore. And then I went to the other spectrum where I was like, no, why am I eating all this shit? And I let me just eat what mum makes and mum was making beautiful food anyway. So, you know, it was this weird interplay. I gave up counting macros. I stopped doing it um, and I just forgot about it and I just didn't ever go back to it ever again. Your food relationship is so important that if you don't understand it, tracking your macros is not going to be helpful. And the reason why I say this is because I know how much better my relationship with food is now that I'm at a place where I can track my calories, hit the macros. And I probably should tell you the difference between these. So calories is the amount of energy that's in food. Macros are the proteins, fats and carbs that are in each food that you eat. And the macros give us our calories. So I track macros that give me my calories. I don't really meticulously look at my calories, but I know that if I hit my macros, my calories for the day are going to be there anyway. I've been doing this for the last two weeks and I specifically didn't want to do any tracking of calories or macros for about two years post my bikini comp because I was so afraid of getting into a bad and negative food relationship again post post competing. I had a very... um, 
up and down experience and if you speak to any competitor before they will tell you their food relationship is harmed and they can go through eating disorders and I went through pretty much a binge eating disorder um I don't I, I know I knew I was doing it so I had control over it but at the same time I had no control zero control and I gained about 10 15 kilos over that time which is normal you know you will gain your weight back it's not possible to be a bikini competitor forever and hold that low weight forever especially when um and I had a really bad time um reversing slowly because my relationship with food wasn't so good and the reason why I've been speaking about this for the last three or four minutes is because prior to competing it would have been really good to just sit and have a meal plan and just be with that meal plan for a while learn about food portions learn about um my food relationship what to omit in order for a good and healthy sustainable result and then go into a competition because i wanted to anyway um and i think that would have been a better process and which is why and i'm so grateful for my experience because this is why i like to educate women about food and their food relationships and nutrition in particular before having someone go straight to a show or potentially competing because i think there's a lot more to learn about themselves even even an advanced person I still want to see that this advanced person can um, understand their food relationships or understand their triggers and and be able to um, go through their day and and manage stress and get their sleep and, you know, make sure their energy is high and their libido is good and their period health is great because I want to make sure these are optimized before we go into a show, if if we were to go into a show. So this is why you are your best scientist when it comes to understanding your health and which is why I want to advocate tracking these biomarkers sleep track your sleep how much do you get and is it good quality what's your stress like are you overly stressed person what would you rate your rate your stress out of 10 if you rate your stress above seven maybe eight um, constantly then you know that you need some more mindfulness meditation or relaxing processes playing games whatever that might be um, in your life Uh, track your libido track how your period goes um, your pms symptoms track the consistency of your period stuff as well like the color um the color can tell us quite a lot and i will make a video um a video i will make a podcast on that stuff as well for women um the other thing that you can definitely track is your weight your your measurements um what time you go to sleep what time you wake up and what time you potentially wake up during the night these are just some things that you can track um and that's where I think would have been the best thing to start before I went into a show or before I started tracking my macros. But over the time, and this is why I'm doing this podcast, because I want to allow you the, the chance to learn from my mistakes and, and have the opportunity to get where you want to be faster. OK, so before I totally slag <laughs> and I won't actually, I do think counting calories is quite good when you have a good food relationship with them. And this is what I'm doing right now. And I'm, I'm loving it. Um. I do want to tell you some of the pros and the cons about tracking macros. So some of the cons that I have written down with tracking your calories and macros include the stress. So for some people, tracking food is stressful. Um, It's caused a lot of anxiety because you need to fit in foods for your day or you can't eat certain foods because you've gone over in your macros in certain aspects. It can create eating disorders. Um, you can't go out with your family and friends because you're worried about the calories on the menu or will it have will it fit the right calories for me so sometimes this has a bit of a negative it's a negative relationship again it's just exacerbating all this stuff um it can be hard to follow if you've never had experience in it before or if you don't know about food quality um it can feel restrictive and it can be very hard to follow on your period too 
So for us ladies, I don't know about you, but when I have my period, I am hungry. And if you're hungry too, that app ain't going to tell you what you can and cannot eat. (laughs) So yes, it's hard to follow. Um, The pros with tracking calories and macros, it's good for weight loss. Um, if you can follow it and you can stick to it and it allows you to fit in foods, fun foods as well, as well as whole foods, it can be very easy and good to follow for weight loss. Um, and that's going into flexible dieting, which I think is actually quite good and useful. Uh, food quality is compromised. So a lot of sugar-free processed and packaged foods are in there because a lot of people think it's easier just to have those processed and packaged foods that actually have whole foods, which are going to make you feel fuller for longer and give you more energy. So, you know, there's a time and place for these things. And this is where I'm getting to and evolving with this conversation. And I hope this is helping you a lot. So I hope your notes is massive. Maybe I should slow down speaking, but I'm going to, I'm going to keep going. All right. So there are repercussions to tracking your food and your, and your calories and macros, especially if you have a bad food relationship. And I mean, when I say bad food relationship, I mean by binge eating or constantly restricting yourself, uh, feeling guilty when you eat certain things, uh, making yourself work harder in your sessions just to work off something you've burned or perhaps perceive that you've worked it off. Um, there are some negative repercussions with ca- tracking your calories. And these are all the things that I have also experienced. So I'm able to talk about this at quite a length. Um, and the reason why food quality is compromised is because like i just said before packaged and processed and refined foods are often the things that people go to because they think it's easier but i'd highly recommend to grab whole foods fruits vegetables meats proteins and um, fats like peanut butters avocado olive oils coconut oils nuts seeds perhaps um ghee organic butter amazing and add them with carbohydrates like sweet potato rice basmati rice quinoa all these healthy forms of food you're going to be able to have a lot more of them you're going to feel fuller for longer you're going to have more energy and in turn your mood's going to be boosted because don't forget in episode one i told you about how 90 percent of our serotonin which is our feel-good chemical lives in our gut and that interacts with our brain So if you're feeding yourself just processed and packaged foods, your gut is feeling bloated. So imagine what your brain chemistry also has to go through in order to tackle that bloating. And obviously you perceive yourself as less desirable, you know, less motivated. So choose the whole foods because you're going to have more energy, you're going to feel better and your brain chemistry is going to improve so much because of what you're eating and you're probably going to be more productive. So it's going to impact your work life. And if your work life is more productive, you're healthier, you're fitter, you will have more energy, you don't have to rely on caffeine constantly, like your work output is also going to improve and therefore your life quality is going to improve as well. So you can see there's like a flow on effect here. And this is something that I'm going to keep talking about in all my episodes, especially for women, because ladies, you don't take care of yourself because you've got your family, you've got your kids, or you're worried about somebody else or making somebody else happy in your household like your partner. I'm sorry, but you need to make yourself happy too, because if you're not happy, then your work um, sacrifices, so does your family, and you lose this interrelationship with yourself. Don't lose your relationship with yourself. It's very important that you have that because you are a remote role model if you have children, and you are also setting the standard for your life as you age, okay? When I was talking about sugar-free and low-calorie foods, I want to tell you that there are some research out there and there are a lot of people out there who say that there are certain forms of these sugar-free and, and preservative, um, different preservative-filled foods are not that harmful to the gut or they're not causing any harm. But I do want to say that 
you can find any research out there that supports your hypothesis. And I want you to be your own best scientist and I want you to try those foods. If that's the food that you want to have, you want to have a sugar-free jelly or you want to try a sugar-free lolly or Coke Zero, see how your gut feels though. Do you feel bloated? Do you find you get a headache? Are you feeling overly hot for all of a sudden out of the blue? Does your mouth feel dry? Like these are some things that you can also track. So be your own best scientist. Again, there may be research that supports that these sugar-free foods are okay for the gut and the microbiome and blah, blah, blah. But but there's also you and you haven't been in that study. So you might have an issue. You know, there's there's things that you can also think about here. Don't just take the word for um, someone on the internet as the word, the Bible. Um, You know, be your own best scientist, okay? Um, which is why, again, biomarkers can tell us so much. So going back to the beginning, that sleep, stress, libido, digestion, sleep times, and all this other stuff. Track that. I want to tell you a bit of a story. When I went to hospital in about 2016 or something, I had massive gut pains. I was having extreme upper gas chamber bloating and I was having struggling with that for about two years. So I went to hospital. They didn't find anything. They just noticed that my neutrophils and basophils on my blood test was a bit higher, which is related to inflammation, which is correct. However, they couldn't find anything. And I was having this problem for two years. I even went to see a gastro... Scopel, oh, what's it called? Jesus, a gastro gastroologist. That's the one, gastroologist. They put a tube down my mouth, a camera down my mouth, and had a look at my gastric t- chambers to see if there was anything wrong. They couldn't find anything either. But my body was in so much pain, I couldn't eat certain foods. So I did an elimination diet. I did. I removed coffee. I removed chili. I removed tomato. I removed vinegar. I removed certain foods from my body and I also added in a supplement which helped me so much and if I ever get a sponsorship from any brand or company it has to be from someone that has glutamine because glutamine has saved my life and my gut health so much and if you have any gut issues I would recommend to talk to your GP or someone about purchasing glutamine and having go with it because it has absolutely changed my life i use glutamine powder the one i currently use is from atb science and i absolutely freaking love it it has just made me feel so much safer around eating certain foods but also i have removed those foods too so don't forget that i'm not eating those foods actively and if i do i notice my gastric my body my gi tract is in distress i'll have the glutamine and it just calms my um, intestinals my intestinals <laughs> it, it calms my intestines down and i can just digest other things much better anyway so i went to the hospital they couldn't find anything blah 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 um and the point i wanted to make with this is that obviously technology for the gut microbiome and the research for the gut microbiome is not all there i don't know how this turned into a gut microbiome chat i was supposed to be talking about fat loss okay we're getting back on track um so so yeah, there's not a lot of info out there about the gut and don't don't let you know somebody on the internet tell you what to do. Be your own best scientist. I'm going to keep saying that. I've said that six times. I'm going to say it again. Be your own best scientist. Fat loss is possible in my opinion without tracking constantly, especially if you are a beginner because eating whole foods, and I've already said this, eating whole foods, eating whole foods will make you feel fuller for longer. You'll feel better. You'll have more energy. You'll have more life to give and live. So your quality of food trumps all and you are going to be far better in the space of health and wellness and yourself than just tracking yourself and putting yourself through pain to track your foods because I need to fit into my calories. If you're a beginner, do not start there. I wouldn't start there. Just be your own best scientist. (laughs) How many times have I said that? Can someone like track that? And eat quality foods. The last thing that I want to leave here today is saying comparing yourself to other people 
is also going to degrade your progress with fat loss. Um, You do not need to compare your weight loss results or how much you've lost or how much you've gained or what someone else is lifting because they don't matter in your process. You are completely different to somebody else. So please don't start comparing yourself to people who are losing weight because they might be doing something different to you. They might be doing something that's actually harmful to them that they might actually rebound later in, like competing. Um, A lot of competitors rebound. So just because somebody looks good on the internet doesn't mean they are healthy. So don't compare yourself to the internet and other social media highlight reels and blah, blah, blah. You do you. You do you, lady. Do you. And you will get your results. Um, If you need any help or support, again, reach out. This is not the be all and end all of fat loss. This is just a very minuscule detail and why tracking calories is not the most important thing in fat loss. And which is why I went into this whole spiel for the last, what is this now? 18 minutes? Bloody hell. I'm good. I'm great. Thank you, everyone. That's the end of my podcast today. I am going to leave this here. If you have any questions, please feel free to DM me or email me, the female health show on Instagram or at gmail.com. I look forward to your messages and please don't think any question is dumb or stupid. Please. I want to help you grow and develop as a human as well. So please message me if you have any questions, subscribe, like, share. I hope this is helpful. There'll be more podcasts to come. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.